Funding for the Capital Weekly Podcast is provided by the California Endowment and by TASSEN, the Tribal Alliance of Sovereign Indian Nations. Uh, greetings and welcome to Capital Weekly's regular podcast. I'm John Howard and I'm joined by Tim Foster. Hello. And two very special guests, Julia Lindblom of Sierra College. Hi. And Monema Scott. Hello. Of Sacramento Met. The Met Sacramento. I knew that. I was just testing you. Okay. <laughs> She's a student, so I get to test her. The Sacramento Met. Uh, both of these young ladies are interns. We've exploited them mercilessly over the last several months. It's been a delight for me, I know. Uh, but we thought we'd have sort of a special podcast today and ask them about being an intern here and what you guys were doing and what you'd like to do maybe in the future. What did we miss? What did we do? Just whatever you'd like to chat about. So let me start with Julia because she's older. Uh, uh, Julia, what'd you, what'd you think? You, you've been here doing journalism. I don't, you've written before journalistically, but this was a little bit different. What'd you think? Did you enjoy yourself, I guess, first of all? Yeah, I mean, I had no experience. I took maybe one class in high school, and that's about it. My major is political science, so it's not even journalism. But I think we met in the coffee shop, and just talking politics and stuff, I was like, okay, maybe I can do this. Uh-huh. And then I got in the office and um, jumped right in a project, which was really exciting. What about the politics? You know, um, is it what you thought it would be? Is it what, what you expected? Uh, yes and no. The only thing I'd say that's different is I didn't realize how much we are in a fishbowl, like how small it is, how much everyone knows everyone else. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So um, I think I just didn't realize the connections that are in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. But now you did some writing, like Julia, and uh, one of the stories you wrote about was straws. How did how did you get interested in the in the plastic straw story? We that was a very good story, and we actually ran it and got feedback on it. So, but how'd you get interested in doing plastic straws? Well, I think a lot of it was from doing this internship because one thing I enjoy from this internship is getting tried about a lot of different stuff, mm-hmm. and so I found out um, stuff that I'm interested in, like writing about plastic, from just trying out all the different stories. Yeah. I know you mentioned yeah. before. Um, that you were interested in environmental reporting, environmental stories. And this was a big piece of that. Did you learn anything about our plastic problems writing about this story? Was it as, was, is our plastic problem as bad as some people say it is? Yeah, I think it definitely is. I don't think I realized how big of a problem it is. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people should know more about it because it is a wide-known thing, but I don't think people know how serious it is. I mean, by 2050, if we keep going the way we do with plastics, it's going to override the fish in the ocean. So it's a really serious issue that I think should get more talk. Did um, It's sort of a question for either one of you, but did you think um, issues that you wrote about uh, were as important to members of the legislature, to the political people in the legislature, actually write the laws? These are the people that actually write the laws. Did you get a sense of urgency from them? Did you get a sense of commitment? Did you get more of a sense that there's really not a whole lot going on over there or not? Do you have some, Julie, you have some thought about that one way or the other? I think they're very interested. I think they like to see, you know, where public attention is focused. I know we had a writer write about the DMV and I was just at a dinner party last night and I know someone who works for a tech company through the state and now they're using that as 
ammo. Like they're writing about this. They care about this. We need to fix this and our company can fix this. So it's definitely a tool that other people, other industries utilize. So it's pretty exciting. Did you have any um, heightened interest in voting? One of the things we hear all the time is that young people don't vote in the numbers that they should. That's not necessarily true. It hasn't been that true over the last election or two. We're calling in on Paul Mitchell right now. Yeah, (laughs) we're channeling Paul Mitchell. Um, But, uh, Julia, do you have any heightened interest in voting or not? Did it make much of a difference? You've got uh, some political chops from yourself in the background. You've been in campaign. Uh, Is voting more important to you now or not so much or the same? Oh, yeah. I mean, when you're standing outside a BART station just begging people to vote the next day, I think you always have that, you know, get out the vote mentality, especially working for campaigns and then coming into journalism. So, yeah, I think that's there. I think this is maybe made me more knowledgeable of the issues that I should be voting on, which is like equally as good. And so, Manet, you're a high school student. Yeah. So the people you go to high school with, are they politically engaged? Are they aware of who the candidates are? Are they still... Uh, kind of checked out. Yeah, so I'm only a freshman, and so I think a lot of my classmates don't really know a lot about politics. I think as I get older and become like uh, 10th grader next year, I think it will become a larger... People will. But right now they're not particularly focused on that. Yeah. Hmm. An older 10th grader. Older, I'm trying to think of being, using the word older and 10th grader in the same (laughs) way. I should point out that... um, uh, Monet is the youngest intern we've ever had. And it was so fun exploiting her mercilessly, too. You know, the younger they are, the easier they are to exploit. But um, but sort of following up on Tim, when you are eligible to vote, uh, do you plan on voting as soon as you're eligible to get out there and cast a ballot? Or did some of this sour you on and voting and actually be thinking your vote was important? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely planning on voting. I think from this internship, I had no prior knowledge on politics. I knew I wanted an internship in journalism, but um, I was very new to like the political world. And so I think from this internship, I've really realized how important it is to be um, politically knowledge. Mm-hmm. I think so many like bills are passed that affect, especially students directly, that they don't even know about. And so I think I'm definitely going to vote when I can. Mm-hmm. Did you have any um, uh, sense of uh, stories you'd like to write that you think should be written from your perspective and for Julia, too, from your perspective as students, uh, things that we should be writing here that we haven't written or any suggestions about what you, we should be covering? Yeah, I um, for a project I'm planning on doing next year, I'm actually going to focus on plastic usage at schools. Oh, okay. So when you get school lunch, you get a plastic package with like a spork, a spoon, and a napkin. Mm -hmm. And I was going to survey our school and ask if students use all three of those items in the plastic package. Because I was thinking they should be separated because if someone just needs a napkin, they'll get the whole package and then they'll throw away unused uh, plastic spoon and um, straw. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something I'm going to do next year. What would the goal of that be? If Whatever you find out, you give the results to the school administration or to, um, you know, if they're, if they're plastic utensils, you can eliminate. You don't need to use them. That would be less plastic, you know, debris or what? Yeah, so I'm going to, that's actually something I need to research is who I go towards. Uh-huh. Um, I think I'm going to talk to the school board about it the more I research in it, mm-hmm. into it. Yeah. So now, 
the two of you have now been interns, what, I think about three months each of you, is that right? So has this shaped the way that you now consume news and media? Do you look at news stories differently? I know one thing for me is when I, back when I was young and I, before I'd ever worked in anything related to journalism, I never paid attention to who wrote a story ever. Mm-hmm. I would read the story in the newspaper and, and I would follow the news, but I never, ever looked at the byline. And then as soon as I started working and I realized, hey, there's actual people doing this, I started paying some attention to the bylines and the reporters. And as John pointed out, that mysterious person named Associated Press that seemed to write half of the, uh, half of the paper every day. Um, so is that, has the internship changed the way that you look at news and look at that inform- the way you're consuming information? Uh, 100%. I think also going to the Sacramento Press Club, it's like you put a name to the face. And that's really exciting to talk to these people directly about stories that they're writing and hear, you know, projects they're working on, see them at work. So, yeah, I, I never looked at the byline, and now it is such a crucial element. That's funny about bylines, um, because uh, my, my father-in-law, my late father-in-law, was in journalism. After World War II, he went to uh, University of Houston, and he was a reporter and a writer. And then he got out of journalism after about four or five years to go into um, college teaching. But mm-hmm. he told me that there was a survey that was done in Texas on byline recognition, and nobody recognized no. names on stories. Nobody. And the only names people recognized were really columnists. And even then, sort of fleetingly. But here the reporter said, oh, wow, this is really cool. Everybody knows who I am and nobody. That may be changing now because news has changed. Um, and people associate names with particular personalities, with particular stories. And so they know a, per, a name means a, maybe it's a story they want to read, especially big national stories. But bylines tend to be, they get lost in the shuffle. At the AP, I worked at what's called a wire service, and we sent stories everywhere. And the first thing that would be cut in many newspapers was the byline. (laughs) And we didn't care if they ran the story in its entirety. We just wanted the byline run. So, um, And also, you mentioned the press club. You went over to the press club with us too, didn't you? Yeah, I did. What was your, did you, was it interesting to you to see any of the names, recognize the names, the faces behind the stories? Yeah, I think it was really interesting. I didn't quite recognize a lot of the names. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting seeing all the journalists like in one room mm-hmm. and seeing how they differ just from um like people who aren't in, you know, jur- journalism. There's definitely you can definitely recognize journalists just by the way they act with other people. Kind of pushy and snotty and kind of asking questions all the time. It's funny, even friends, they'll talk. You can always tell a reporter. It's like they're grilling you all of a sudden. They go, wait, stand back. Take a deep breath and just stand back. It's not a story. You know? But uh, you hear that a lot when reporters are talking you know, to each other as well, I think. Uh, Julia, you had been, um, when we talked before, uh, you'd actually done a campaign. I've never done a campaign, so I'm always interested in talking to people who have done campaigns. So tell me a little bit about the at least one campaign that you were on, you mentioned. Yeah, I was on the campaign for Dave Jones, who was running to be Attorney General of California. And it was super exciting. We went to the California Democratic Convention on a big bus, and basically all us student interns, it was our job to talk to delegates. So I I don't think the experience directly correlates to writing journalistically, but definitely speaking to sources, because when you've talked to literally thousands of people about who are you voting for? Can I ask your political opinions on certain things? You just sort of, 
get used to asking people the hard questions and just being completely shameless, mm-hmm. I think. So that was super helpful interviewing people at this internship. Do you think it's easier to do that now? They've done some interning um, to ask people questions, talk about people, uh, talk to people you don't know, um, but are required to for a story you're doing. So you just basically go up there and ask a question or pick up the phone and call. Is it easier for do that now or has that changed at all? Do you think this, the internship helped about that? I think it's still difficult for me, but I can't speak for Monet, but it was, it's tough, especially speaking on the phone to people that you can't see, you've never met before. It's intimidating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely still think it's also still hard. Yeah. Do you think um, um, interviewing politicians is different than interviewing someone else? Or do you think interviewing celebrities, that's saying young reporters especially, they thought of a particular person like... He's, he or she is the public persona, but privately they may be, and all usually are, quite different. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger really isn't a Terminator running around with a machine gun and shooting all everybody. He's actually different. So interviewing celebrities and interviewing politicians that are well-known is a bit different. Did you think of that as something that would be daunting for you to do, or is that not that big a deal? Would be, Or would it be fun to do? Yeah, I think that's something, um, I haven't actually done a lot of interviewing, like, higher people, but Mm -hmm. that is something that I'll definitely want to do in the future. Yeah, I think I've spoken more to staffers, but uh, I think it's just realizing they're human, too, and Mm -hmm. most of them are super nice, super helpful. They've done this job for years, so it's really nothing new to them. It's only different in that you're a young person, which, if anything, is more exciting for them, Mm -hmm. so I don't know. I haven't had any bad experiences. Do you think um, uh, talking to them, uh, staffers, that's an interesting point we're talking about staffers because they really know what's going on over there, but they all work for somebody. And the unwritten law over there is that staff members aren't quoted in stories, for example. Mm-hmm. Their boss is quoted, um, but they aren't quoted, even though they're the ones who really know the issue as well or better than their boss, especially intricate budget issues taxation issues, environmental issues. Uh, did any of the people you talked to, staff people, excuse me, I guess this would be a Julia question, did any of the people you talked to, were they concerned that they were off the record and not being quoted for attribution for a story? I never had any direct qu- uh, requests to keep stuff off the record. I would offer it on occasion with more sensitive issues, but mm-hmm. I think most, if, if they don't want to give an answer, they'll make it clear. They'll say, I need to refer to my boss. I can give you a statement, a formal statement. Um, so you just kind of have to feel it out if they're going to be open about this issue or more closed off and how much you want to pry. Mm-hmm. Did you have any... Uh, oh, go ahead, H1. I was going to say, so you've now done this internship. Have either or both of you had... I think you said you interned with the Jones campaign, but other internships and how did they... How do they compare and contrast to what you did here and what you may have done in other cases? Mane, have you had an internship before? Or? No, this is my first internship. Oh, so you have no compare and contrast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so this is the gold standard for all your future internships. You're going to okay. be so disappointed. I hate yeah, to bring I can tell. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so Julie, what would you say? What was the difference, or you know, how would you compare them? And have you done other internships? I, I have done another internship. Uh, I did the one with the campaign, and that's sort of everything you'd imagine it to be. And then I think I did one with uh, VET. So there's no blood here, which is <laughs> a welcome change. But I do think it is different from other writing careers because I work 
um, as an independent contractor and I write about properties. I'm a copywriter. So I think it is different trying to get in that other mindset of not using adjectives and just hounding the thesaurus, but focusing on facts and really articulating a um, seamless argument. And so it is different than other um, writing careers, which is something I learned. Does um, copywriting, that's interesting, does copy, copywriting is, uh, in a, it accompanies advertising, doesn't it? Or you're, you're promoting like properties or is that? Yeah. How, so is this the kind of thing I would see in a brochure if I wanted to look at a property that your company was handling? Is this what I would, I'd read what you're doing in a brochure and this would describe it for me, is that? Yeah, exactly. So right now I'm working on one and the, the opening line is, this palisade of palm trees, you know, the fluffy <laughs> extra words that kind of make you want to vomit. So you're the one that writes that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. There's always some marketing person behind it. Exquisite, cozy cottage. And that, that's the words, you know. They, yep. They, they're code for something else, like um, cozy cottage. Well, that means really small, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, great for, imp- well, not in, uh, upgrade, but there's a word for, um, oh, great potential. Yep. Uh oh, that means it may be a dump, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be you have to be careful of those, I guess, as a copyright, knowing that people like me are going to pick up on them, you know. So yeah, you're definitely more of a wordsmith trying to finagle, and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, do you read uh, news stories that you? I mean, have you read news stories that you like? Are there any particular reporters out there? whose bylines you recognize that you enjoy reading what they do or they all kind of run together and anonymous and Monet, can you think of any? Yeah, I really like the news organization, The Splinter. Mm -hmm. I think they use a lot of um, like dry humor in their writing, which I really enjoy. What do they cover? They cover... I hate hearing about names I've never heard of, (laughs) realistically, you know, so what does The Splinter cover? Yeah, they cover um, politics. Oh, God, really? Okay. Yeah. I'm embarrassed. And what kinds of topics are they? Feature writers? They cover hard news. Um, uh, or do they do advocacy? Do they do basically opinion pieces? What, how would you characterize? It? I think they do um, do a lot of opinion pieces. Uh-huh. They kind of just do all over the board politics, like whatever um, big thing is happening in the political world. There'll probably be a story on there. Mm-hmm. Can you think of any particularly that uh, you like? Can you think of any we should have covered or we should be covering? Um, yeah, I think a lot of the things on there I learned from stories that um, Capital Weekly has been doing. Mm-hmm. Did they follow or do what we do? Do we do similar stuff? Or I can write opinion if you like. Hey, I've got opinions. So <laughs> Oh, John's got opinions. i got opinions, <laughs> but kind of like try to keep those out of the story. But uh, are they cover similar stuff then to what we've done or... Issues we've come. Yeah, they do. It's definitely very different in the way they write, though, I think. Uh, Julia, are there any publications? Notice I mean real journalists or print journalists, publications. That's just another bias. That's another opinion I've got. But are there any publications or any stories you read uh, by reporters that particularly interest you? Or you, if you recognize a byline, we talk about bylines, but if you recognize a name, you think, oh, this would be a good story. I think I'll read it particularly, or... Uh, in print, it's more I go by agency, you know, the New York Times, the big names. Um, mm-hmm. But I think since I commute so much, I listen to a lot of NPR. Oh, uh-huh. So I definitely recognize a lot of people's voices, a lot of the journalists working over there. Um, so I'd say I'd recognize them more just because it's like having a byline read to you every time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, I do the same thing. I can recognize the 
announcers or the speakers on this on the radio Mm -hmm. even if i tune in late because i rarely tune in at the right time it's either right at the end or maybe just after it started and i only hear the person's name when they say and this is john smith signing off or something then i get it you know uh but it's funny i listen to the radio when i'm driving Mm -hmm. i listen to capital public radio a lot i listen to music station more than anything else but uh it's when i'm driving a car i don't do it at home Mm -hmm. i don't you know, I don't sit back in a chair and listen to him. Do you? And you, I guess you're not driving, but do you? Do you have your earbuds in your ear when you're walking along and listening, or do you do podcasts and record them? A lot of people do that. Yeah, podcasts are good. Well, yeah. we're on a podcast, but uh, yeah, it seems like I've really gotten to rely on podcasts for kind of in-depth reporting on things that I might not have otherwise had time to kind of explore. But if I'm driving or doing something, I can like check in with something and. 538 will do a 40 minute podcast on some incredibly tiny nuance of the election and feel like I know more than I ever needed to. Are there any particular podcasts, uh, favorite podcasts you've got, uh, Monet? Uh, yeah, I really enjoy podcasts, but a lot of them are just really what, about what I'm interested in. I don't really listen to political podcasts. You're not interested in politics? Oh my God. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you listen to? Um, a lot of YouTubers I like make podcasts, so oh, okay. I listen to a lot of theirs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Julia? Oh, I think The Daily by The New York Times. It doesn't go as in-depth, but if it gets too in-depth, I, I just can't focus on driving. <laughs> so it's it's very nice, like, overview of things that are going on, and sometimes they'll go into specific stories. They'll send journalists out in the field, and those are those are always interesting. One of the papers, I think it's, I think it's a New York Times, has a uh, podcast where the reporters who've been working on a story, several of them contribute or to talk about what they've been working on. Uh, have you heard any of those? And if so, what do you like listening to reporters talk about the stories? I find it always found it incredibly boring. Reporters say how I got the story. I don't really care. But, but that's because you already know. You're like I, you made yeah. a lot of phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> I've done so, this. There you go. Um, but are there any podcasts like that where the reporters talk uh, uh, that you find interesting, or you've listened to, or? I don't know. No? Yeah, not for me. I find that in um, politics, I really enjoy more reading and, mm-hmm. like, seeing the words on a page than um, listening. Mm-hmm. See, they like talking, and you like reading. So <laughs> right there, there's a there's a gap right there. Uh, Julia, did you do any communications when you were on, that, on the Jones campaign? Did, were you a person that had to talk to the media, or was that somebody else you were doing more logistical stuff or... Uh, you know, did you have to talk to reporters? Did they call you and ask you questions about what the candidate's up to? I mean, that wasn't my job, but I'm on the front page of the LA Times. And so the reporters do, they want to talk to you because you have the inside knowledge, you uh-huh. know? Yeah. Um, so I've been approached. I try to keep it kind of like formal, what they want. But most of the time they want to talk to Dave Jones, especially when we're at the campaign and he's accessible. I mean, mm-hmm. when we're on at the convention. Did you ever get... Um, Approached by reporters who are sneaky, you can tell they're just John, kind of working an angle. <laughs> they're kind of working an angle, and they kind of like sidle up to the question they're really going to ask, and it's not direct. It's just kind of like you know, you ever run into that with reporters. I've got a lot of friends that have, but I just wondered on a campaign if you ran into that. No, those are more friends in my real life that are the <laughs> sneaky ones. What? Do, how do you really feel about this issue? Yeah. But. I don't think so. Unless the uh, the reporters are at convention for a specific issue, then they they're pretty direct and 
they'll try to get a very specific answer out of you. And sometimes you just don't know when you're campaigning for someone what they would say about it. Did you like the conventions? I loved it, yeah. yeah it was busy. No but sleep. have you ever been to a convention? Um, no, poli- I'm not talking about a political convention. I like a state party convention, like state Democrats, state Republicans. There's a Democratic convention coming up here pretty quick. John, I believe Manet would have been 13 at the last <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> state convention. Uh, do, do you think, have you, if you haven't been to one, would you like to go to one? And if you have been to one, what did you think about it? Yeah, I haven't been to any, but I would definitely like to go to some in the future. Mm-hmm. Good, mm-hmm. okay. So what next? Now that your internships are kind of winding up here, what are you going to do going forward what's the plan so maybe Julia start with you I don't know I didn't know anywhere where I'd be I had this year has been the biggest year of change in my life so I can't honestly say I know it's going to be something with writing because that's just proven itself time over time in my life cool. and hopefully it's journalistic writing yeah I love my time at Capital Weekly but I think I um, am definitely going to try to widen my horizons in the next um, internships I have because I've figured out so many things that I really enjoy from this internship. I mean, I'm really now interested in politics, which I wasn't beforehand. Mm-hmm. I've gotten really more interested in helping the environment. And so I think I'm going to um, try new internships will also help me find things that I'm passionate about. Great. Well, on that happy note, we will uh, say goodbye for this episode of Capital Weekly's podcast. My name is Scott. Thank you. Julia Lindblom. Thank you. Tim Foster. Yep. And this is John Howard saying thank you very much, and we'll see you next time around. The Capital Weekly Podcast is supported by TASSEN, the Tribal Alliance of Sovereign Indian Nations.